Welcome to Titanic Reaction. I'm Tony Mangus. Be aware, these are real stories. Well, most of them are. They will contain tales of alcohol, drugs, sex, extreme violence, and language Mary Whitehouse would not approve of. Take caution when listening. Oh, man, so this is Titanic Reaction. I'm Tony Mangus, and I'm here with Tony Bartek. So what just happened to you earlier? Wow, man. Uh, LA's been a trip. Um, I don't know. It's just like riding on the sidewalk because there's no bike lane, right? The bike lane's on Figueroa, and, you know, people are, like, yelling, there's a bike lane! And I'm just kind of like, I'm getting to the fucking bike lane. And then some dude wasn't paying attention and walked in front of me. I'm just like, hey, man, like that. And it was like no big deal until he saw I had a red light. And then he tried to, uh, you know, get top with me. And um, so he tried intimidating me a little and I tried intimidating him a little. And it, I, I avoided the fight. <laughs> I'm too old to fight, you know. It's Yes. Way too old to fight. Way too old to fight. Um, so man, so I'm glad you made it. Introduce yourself and tell us the um, tell us like the history of the bands you've been in. I'm Bartek. Um I've been in a a slew of bands and it like started like around '96 in uh Portland, Oregon. I moved to Portland around '92, '93. I think I first met you around that time, and yeah, you were kind of a dick. Yeah, no, I was. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're, cool, you're cool though. Well, um, maybe now I was I was a different person, kind of in a different space. Then. I I was, you know, I I think I'm still a dick, and so it doesn't really <laughs> matter. I mean, I don't I don't mean to be, you know what I mean? Like people don't know when I'm joking, and I I think you were like, I think you're still kind of like that sometimes. But, <laughs> no, it's a good good thing. Um, but anyways, I I was in a band called Religious War and. Even though we're underground, hardcore punk, um, we're kind of kind of obscure, but uh, people don't. A lot of people don't know who we are, and that's probably like my uh, one one of my more notable bands I've been in. Um, and I've just been in a slew of bands. Uh, Rod and Cadaver got some opportunities. Cutthroat got opportunities. Moment of Fear got a record. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> we didn't even play one gig. Outsider played a bunch of gigs, and we didn't even cut a demo. And then Moment of Fear got a record somehow. Thank you, Mark, from Beach Impediment. And that, so that's cool. And right now I'm in uh, Reactor. It was like maybe a notable one. Um, I don't know. Like I think Religious War, though, and... Maybe Moment of Fear and Reactor, uh, Rod and Cadaver. But yeah, I've been in a slew of bands. I'm starting a new band called Dead Revolution. Um, hopefully with like, uh, Jose Peligro and, uh, Eric Cordoba from, uh, Hate Preachers. Hopefully we're supposed to hang out last week, but didn't. So we'll see. And then, uh, Maybe Mike Ramirez will be in on the action. I don't know. From Mania. Not, oh, damn. All, all obscure bands, but, you know, in like the little punk community, I, I don't know. We're all old now, so it's like kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I've always played, I, I know you probably played 
way more different styles than me, man. Like, you branched yourself out. That's kind of cool. I wanted to, but I just haven't had the opportunity, you know? Well, that's one of the things. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you. You haven't fallen for any of the fads. You haven't, you've been the same person the entire fucking time. And um, it's impressive. Well, I, I, I thank you too. When you, uh, on the East End, uh, I remember the corpse. Um, no one was really doing hardcore punk like 2009. You know, I think it was around that year, right? 2009. Yeah. And, um, 11, it came back. Boom. But like nine, 10, that was like, Oh man, it was rough. And you give us gigs, man, on Saturdays with fucking no one there and get me drunk and I break <laughs> it and apologize the next day. And you'd be like, no, you're fine. We made the money back or <laughs> actually made money <laughs> and took it out of your pay no, I, I, to pay for the I microphones you, for you broke. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love you for that because, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, okay, it well, really... let's give people a like no. kind of a hint about what kind of what kind of punk you play. So this is the first song. It's a religious war song. You want to tell us about it? Oh, uh, what one did I send you? Uh now I can't remember. Is the title on it? Oh man, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing. I really can't remember. <laughs> I guess just play it and then I'll tell you.
about it. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Fighting me. What? I'm not even joking. Oh God, I hope he doesn't come around. There's all kinds of like weird people that try fighting you for no reason. <laughs> Where are you? In downtown LA, man. Like, <laughs> see, look, I got Rush Limbaugh behind me. Like, <laughs> this is like the nice part. We're in West LA. Um, I was going to take you to like the grimy alley, but there was some dude with like just standing in his underwear. And I'm like, oh my God, fuck that. And he like looked all fucking dazed. But um, I did my good deed for the day. I made sure that this woman got across like safely. And then I came on down here, you know? Yeah, it's, it's not her, man. Like, but oh, sorry, man. I'm going off. So I was going to ask you where you're from, but it's obvious you're from L.A. How'd you get into oh. punk and what attracted you to the subculture? Just to clear the smoke, a lot of people like uh, coming back after 28 years are like, I'm from Oregon, essentially, because that's like where I got my start, like playing music and shit, you know, and um, yeah. but they're like 20, 27 years, you know, or some shit. And it's like kind of like. Um. I lived there more than half my life. So I'm comfortable saying I'm from PDX. I'm from Portland. Even though I was born, I know this might be a shocker, uh, in Laguna Beach. Um, and I was nice raised neighborhood. in, uh, I was born there. I didn't, <laughs> but anyways, I was, uh, raised in, uh, San Clemente, California. And, um, you know, it was nice at the time in the eighties, but nowadays, I don't like what uh, Orange County is associated with. So yeah. um, I, I don't deny it. I just say I'm from L.A. because the truth of the matter is I went to a few gigs in Orange County in the early and mid-80s. All the gigs I went to were like actually down the street from my uh, place, like on Olympic and Grand, uh, the Olympic. And I go to yeah. all places in Hollywood, like the Cathay de Grand. And, um, you know, I go to the concert factory back when I was like in seventh eighth grade and um that was like eight, 82 83 i believe or 83 80 they closed back down in 84 it was like i want to say it was like open from they reopened the cuckoo's nest and called it the concert factory and it was open from 82 to like 84 i want to say and i yeah i was like 13 i'd like skip school take the bus all day and uh spend night at Winchell's, you know like to go see <laughs> one time i did a stage dive and Got a big knot on my head. Uh, I was 13 and, uh, a nurse bought the owner got freaked out, gave me a whiskey and coke. You know, I'm like, just like a kid on a Wednesday night. <laughs> it was like kraut. In a matter of fact, it was Tuesday or Wednesday. I think kraut. Uh, yep. That flyer got stolen too. Both of the flyers got stolen. I had the cool one with the mushroom cloud, like the full size one. Yeah. Then I had like the, uh, just the black and white one, the handbill. I had both flyers for that. And, I don't know where they're at. Fuck, what other bands did you see around that time? Oh, man. I saw the Mandals get their ass kicked off stage at the concert. <laughs> yeah, literally. I tell people, I, I want to say it was like 83, 84. I was like 14, 8th grade. Or, I, I don't know. It's all kind of a blur. Because I'm like a year older because I was born in December, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like Hopper. You know, Hopper, wasn't Hopper born in December or? Uh, I don't know, but it put you a year ahead at school. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so that's like the oldest kid in every class. And um, a lot of people don't realize that. They're like, oh, fuck, how were you going to gigs in 83? You were only like 12. <laughs> I was actually 14. Oh, shit. Can you edit that out? I'm trying to keep... <laughs> Trying to be young, man. I was like really like born in eighty four. Yeah, I was born in eighty-four. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, back, I, I told like some of my friends now that was in Costa Mesa, and back in those days, even though it's like OC, we considered uh, Anaheim, Santa Ana, uh, Costa Mesa. Uh, we considered that LA. Even though it's OC, technically, there's because it, it's all those cities are on the border, and it wasn't like maybe it was, but I don't remember it being solidified. Like this is OC, people call it LA. You know, to me yeah. that was LA because it was like dirty and you know that club and shit to do. And so, um, but now it's definitely OC. Santa Ana's OC, and yeah. So how did being at that age, what got you into punk? How'd um, you find honestly, it? Honestly, um, I was like a skater kid like early on, and then I was like a surfer kid early on. And um, so I, I lived at the beach, and um, all the older kids in my neighborhood were punks. And um, that's like probably like around 79 or so, 78, 79. Like I'm like, you know, a kid, elementary school. And I remember yeah. them walking by and um, I was fascinated because the t-shirts would be like, don't look at them. Don't look at them. They eat frogs. Like, you know, like, and I'd just be like, awesome. You know what I mean? So you're just like, you know, eight years old, like, you eat frogs? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, rad. And then you find out, oh, wow, there's like cool, it's just cool fashion music. It's a counter subculture. There's like cool music behind it. And, um, yeah, I wanted to be a part of it. It's just, you know, so I started going yeah. to gigs and then, um, you know, the problems at home with my parents and, uh, and the teachers at school kind of pushed me more towards like, am I going to be a surfer? Am I going to get really good and sponsored or am I going to be a punk rocker? And it's kind of weird at that time. I, it, it really felt like a big decision when I was like around 12. <laughs> I, I was still surfing up until I was like 16, but um, I decided I'm a punk rocker. So even when I surfed, you know, I'd have like my, uh, you know, I shaved my head or like have mohawks or back then they weren't too big. I'd have them like kind of, you know, short. But um, yeah, I decided I was a punk rocker. And then, you know, I plugged the microphone into my uh, stereo, you know, into the headphone jack and sang out of my speakers while my friend played guitar and that's my first introduction to like being a singer so when i moved to portland and uh chris perry's like you're a singer huh? i'm like yeah everyone's like you're a singer huh? i'm like yeah i am it was so awesome i'm just like i had to be you know what i mean it yeah. just it, it, you know it's hard to explain like i didn't it's almost like i didn't decide it's like I was kind of like not really pushed into it, but it's just like everyone else decided I was a singer. <laughs> and I explained, I explained that to someone. So someone like was like trying to put me down recently, like oh, about six months back. They're like, you're not a real singer. I'm like, 
you're right. I never claimed to be. I never took lessons and um, I never decided I was. Other people did. To this day, if you look at my profile, I put singer question mark. <laughs> I mean, I'm being a smart ass, but at yeah. the same time, it's just like, who, do, do we get to decide that, Tony? Do you get to decide whether or not you're a singer? Do I? Well, I it sounds like you got pushed into it. No, no, no. People decided. I think the same as you, man. Like, you you did not decide you're a singer, did you? Well, no, I just couldn't play anything and people wanted me to be in a band, so that's what I did. Yeah, exactly. They're like, you're a singer, right? Yeah. You didn't decide it. Either did I. We're singers. So I think the best singers can't sing. Um, <laughs> well, that's you and me. That's definitely me. I, I think uh, good singers, honestly, some kid, uh, I was drinking beers with them the other night. And he's like, I heard you're a singer. I'm like, oh, man, I, I just couldn't get out of it. I was like trying to die. <laughs> yeah, I guess I am. And he's like, what do I need to do to be a good singer? I'm like, nothing, man. Don't don't be a singer. Just have a good stage presence and uh, have an opinion. Like have like an agenda. Have like um a thought. Have like a vision. Like write. He's like I don't I can't really write. Well, he can write, but not write right. You know. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't need to, man. It will just like come naturally. Like when you just see things you disagree with or don't like, or maybe even like uh something personal. You know, like. Like I recently wrote a song, uh, when you look in the mirror, you know, uh, distorted reflection. Do you see yourself or someone else? It's expectation, you know, that was really personal. And, um, I, I think that's the best lyric I ever wrote, actually. But usually I'm like, you know, kind of semi political and all that. Yeah. Well, those ones are easier to write than the one you just said. Oh, tell me about it. Do you destroy a reflection and then, um, <laughs> moment of fear we're having like little squabbles and uh sorry um and um i'm just kind of like you know we're dance went on like a, um you have you met Denta like her guitar player i don't know that german guy he looks like a cross between uh conan the barbarian and like <laughs> and right, so I, yeah. but no 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 he has long hair he could be a model no, I'm kidding, Dance. No, no, I, I love you. But um, anyways, what was the question? No, no. Um, <laughs> um, so um, we're all gonna have like talk and like. I don't think it's too big of problems. It's just like it's like a marriage, being in a band, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, it's kind of like, um, I guess we all feel like we're cheating because <laughs> we're all doing other shit right so um we just need to like because i'm like in another project called um that tremor yeah and, um jason roberts is actually drumming on that and doing leads and dental plays guitar and andrew you know from bog people yeah he he's like playing uh um, rhythm on that as well, and um, I can't did they remember. all move back? Did they all move down there, or did you come back up here? Something. Um, it was really crazy because um, right when I moved down here, Andrew like uh stayed with his mom. Right, it was only going to be for a few weeks, 
And then um, she got sick uh, with COVID, yeah. actually. And um, I, I just want to say something. Um, Andrew's mom had COVID, and people aren't going to like this. And he had COVID, and he never got the vaccination. Huh. So, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, they want you to get a vaccination, but you're like, but you still might have the symptoms, but you won't show the symptoms. You might be contagious, but you don't know. And they don't know. It's just like, but you want me to take this vaccination for the unknown that you might see it. You might not. Who knows? Um, so, I mean, I'm holding out. I mean, I'll definitely get it if I contract it or, you know. Oh, then it's like, too late. Huh? Then it's too late. Did you get it? Uh, I got my first one. I actually, I came all the way back from Amsterdam to get it. Really? I'm surprised yeah. you did that. <laughs> whatever. I mean, I'm not against it, but um, I'm not for it either. I'm kind of like, I'm not even on the fence. I don't know what. The, <laughs> I just need like evidence, more proof, not even proof or evidence. I just need to get really sick. And then I'll be like, please give it to me, right? And then I'll like... That's like starting to clean your needles after you get AIDS, man. Yeah, I guess you got a point. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know what to think. But um, I'm holding out. I'm, I'm not, like I said, like I'm, I'm open. I'm open. Yeah. I did it just because in Europe the last year was kind of a nightmare and I finally saw a way out. So I ended up doing it. I'm not yeah. saying that I wanted to do it. Like want's a strong word, but I, I came back to get it. I like that. Want is a strong word. I'm going to steal that from you. <laughs> what about need? You can have it. I'm going to steal that. Want. Okay, what about need? What's need? <laughs> oh, man. That's dire, huh? Yeah, well, a need for me, a need is to see my friends, to see my family. And I just, right. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able attainable. to do it without the vaccine. That's attainable. I got you. No, that's, yeah, I agree. But, so, um, man, I really want to hear about the exploited show you saw in the 80s. I didn't get into punk until, like, I missed that. I was, like, a couple years late on that. Okay, I saw it. So, tell me like, about it. I saw them in 84, 85, 86. I might have seen them in 83. I can't remember. I, I think uh, I, I, 83 I, I, was the one I was talking about. They they didn't come to like, like, 85, 86. They yeah, came to yeah, LA. I was like, damn it. I saw all of them at the Olympic too. I saw the exploited once at Cal Theater Ground with UK subs. Um, I got inside because I was a rat. It was like <laughs> the day after like the uh, Charlie Harper's birthday party or some shit. I ran away from home. Me and my boy had like stolen UK sub tickets. And <laughs> wait, it wasn't for that one though. It was for another UK sub gig, I think. But um, I squeezed my way in there. And I'll never forget, I saw Wadi beating some guy up in the upstairs bar. And Wadi kicked his ass, you know? <laughs> and all I know is I was like, God, that was like early one. I want to say that was like 83. So I was like barely 14 or something. And dude, I, I'll never forget, dude. I love the catheter ground. People think I'm lying, but no, dude, I go to the catheter ground. They give me beer. I'm like, they figure, fuck, you're 13, 14, 15. You're here. 
no one cares about you. And you know what? It's kind of true. And I, I miss that. You know, it, it shaped me, but it kind of like uh, fucked with me for real life. Yeah. If that makes any sense, you know. Yeah, I'm glad I calmed down and I'm comfortable drinking a beer. I feel good now. I yeah, it like, sounds really relaxing out there. Well, I'm relaxed. I'm just glad yeah. I know you very well. So I'm just comfortable. Because like, I've tried to do shit like this and it just doesn't work, you know? But I know you, so. Got oh, my phone going up. And people are like, oh, I can't wait to see the show. That was like a lab rat. You know, yeah. uh, fucking, um, fucking John from the lab rats. The video editor. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The la- oh, the yeah, the L.A. Brat. Uh, yeah, I keep fucking the, the L.A. Yeah. Brats. Yeah, he's cool as fuck, man. Cool as like, fuck. I, yeah, for I sure. I try to hang out with them as much as I can. He's like me, though, a bit of an introvert. Um, I'm not really as much of a party guy as I I used to be, man. I'm not very social. Uh, I guess people under their breaths are like, "He's an elitist." What is that? I only hang out with like other singers. I find that happen. <laughs> I do not know why, man. Like me and Jose Peligro kicked it all the time. And I hang out with like Eric Hart Cordova once in a while. He's in a band. I hang out with Mikey Ramirez, like Adam Starwalt. Like, yeah, I, I'm not trying to be um, elite, but I just happen to know a lot of my friends play music and I thrive off it. And, um, I end up starting bands with them and recording with them too as well. Elite? I mean, fuck, man, just pick up an instrument, man, and you can hang out with me. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, and as far as being elite... I don't try to be like, oh, I only hang out with musicians, but I never considered being my friend's musicians, you know what I mean? I I think you're a bit the same way. Yeah. But elite is, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, well, that was going in like because I was always impressed over the years how you like were the opposite of that and like Me, your not. friends, your friends with Thank like newer punks. You're not only friends, you. but like you start bands with them. Thank you, Magnus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, I was uh, I was in a band with like uh, a 16 year old, 17 year old, and we couldn't tour because of the 16 year old um, mouse. To this day, I'm proud of him. I call him my son. <laughs> he, uh, a great fucking recording engineer, you know? Yeah. And I'm glad he, uh, if I had anything to do with that, which I'm not taking any credit for, but if he just saw like drinking and drugs, it's like not a good thing. Just being around me and I influenced him to be a better person. And become a recording engineer. I'm I'm proud of that. Not by me being a fuck up, by but by me being an example. And I I tell him like, dude, you don't want to drink. Fuck drinking. Even though I'm drinking, it does not make <laughs> At sense. At the moment, if that makes sense. Oh, I mean, he'll have a couple beers. I think, but like, yeah, he's a good kid. And Brian, though, um, Brian was a different kid. Man. I tried as hard as I could not. To- <laughs> I'd have to like because it's that you know like he'd come down for the weekend his dad would drop him off and his dad's like you're the adult you need to watch my son make sure he behaves and 
like, okay. And it was a big responsibility because he was like 16 when I first started playing with him. And, um, and then, dude, I'll never forget when he turned 18. He's like, I'm 18 and punched me in the face and like grabbed a beer out of the refrigerator. And he's like, I'm going to go to get drugs or something. And I'm just like, I called up his dad. I'm like, Hey man, he's 18 now. Um, I'm sorry. I did everything I could. I did help, but I, I guess he's doing good again. He has a girlfriend. I know her. She's cool. Um, yeah. So he's playing guitar. So he came back around. So I didn't think he took anything from me, but maybe he did. Maybe it just took him a little longer, you know? Yeah. Um, I got my pen and paper because I was going to like take notes while I'm talking to you, but this is so casual. I didn't even need it. Oh, good. Yeah. Just, yeah. I hope you feel comfortable doing this. No, I feel way, way too comfortable. This is my dead uh, homie's bike. He died. Um, and his baby's mom gave it to me and his best friend. They say her. Um, it's just kind of weird coming to LA and it's like, I made friends with someone and he dies. I get his bike. And I, I ride it and I almost feel like his presence is there. And, um, I just don't want to get too much into like details, but it's just, yeah, Sammy, rest in peace, you know? Yeah. Well, it's sad, like just being punks, you know how, like, you know how many people we've lost in Portland. So many. And it's just, yeah. it's just a part of it. And it's too bad when you get jaded to it. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad you're not dead. I'm, I'm, people are like, I kind of am too. I'm like, that, that's why I'm like, almost like, I don't give a fuck. When someone like tries fighting me, if someone put a gun up to me right now, I'd just be like, I already live. Do it. <laughs> and they'd probably just get freaked out and fucking like, put it back in their pocket and walk away. And I, I, I mean that. It's just like, you got nothing on me, man. My, I live. I'm just like having fun now. <laughs> I got like a little bit of life I got left, you know? So it's just. Well, do you think, yeah, because for someone who's lived like you, I guess you have made it a little far. Even Joe Strummer died at 50. <sighs> Don't say that. <laughs> Here's the thing um, I quit smoking uh, cigarettes when I was 43 because oh, they told me. Good. No, when I got the blood work done, they told me I'm only going to live to be 50. If I'm lucky, 51, 52, if I keep smoking. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? They're like, quit smoking today. And I did. I'm like, okay, what about the drugs? What about the alcohol? They're like, good, you're good. Come back in five, five, ten years. I'm like, really? And then a couple of my friends were like, really? Your liver and kidney are all right and your heart? I'm like, yeah, I was shocked. It was just like my lungs, man, and like my blood. Um, I guess cigarettes really fuck up your blood. And uh, the doctors were telling me like uh, cigarettes because I was smoking uh, Marlboro 72s at the time, right before I quit. He was saying one of those cigarettes has more uh, ingredients, chemicals, and add additives than uh, Coke, meth, and heroin combined. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, quit smoking now today and i'm just kind of like i didn't disagree with them but i'm like i noticed nurses like already have the cigarette 
in their mouth, walking down the hall, about to light it before they're even out, out in the smoking patio. Why do all the nurses smoke if they know how bad it is? And they see, he's like, I don't know. I didn't ask him if he smoked because he probably would have said yes. <laughs> and then I would have just been dumbfounded. Like, why do I have to play? Yeah, it's strange. Look, the Kardashians are here. <laughs> or I don't know, the mobs. Whoever's like, put the hit on me, sir. I don't know. My life gets threatened all the time, so. How come you moved back to L.A.? Oh, man, 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 man. Okay, so just to sum everything up so there's like no confusion, because a lot of people don't know, I grew up in the early and mid-80s sort of going to punk rock gigs in Hollywood and around downtown L.A. and like, you know, O.C. Um, I was born in Laguna Beach. I was raised in San Clemente, California, but I kicked it around here, South Central, in Hollywood. I don't, you know, we don't always have friends that had like a shitty motel for like a month, or uh -huh. like you know, a crappy apartment off Skid yeah. Row. Skid Row is nothing like it is now, and it was weird because like back in those times, uh, I want to say '82 to like '86. A lot of street kids, man, that were into punk rock. Yeah. I'm talking here 12. Too. Yeah, 12 to like 23 years old. Everywhere. Now you don't see that. It's like old, elderly, handicapped, uh, people that can't help themselves, you know, people that really need help. I'm not saying the kids didn't. Most of them were abused and just, you know, couldn't get a job because, you know, you have to get a certain grade point to... um get the work permit and you're a punk rocker. You're not getting a work. Permit. <laughs> and yeah, you're having problems at home. Good luck. So you're on the streets, you know, doing what you can. But, um, now it's just like, I notice like really, really old people like that are handicapped. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? LA has no mercy, man. Why did it come back here? Here's the thing. People are like, you made a mistake, huh? I'm like, yeah. You did too, didn't you? And then they have to think about it. They didn't even think about it. I'm like, you don't know? They're like, oh, I guess I never thought about it. I'm like, so why do you think I made a mistake? Why do you think everybody else made a mistake? But I'll tell you I did, but I'm not leaving. I'm going to make the best of it. And um, I'm here. I'm here, man. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll move to Europe. Maybe I'll be sleeping on your couch, bro, like in the summer. No. <laughs> well, like, oh. You can't get in yet. Americans can't get in. Oh, I know because my passport expired. Uh, I want to say the beginning of this year. And um, it was really weird because um, you can't just go get a passport like you used to be able to or renew it or swear in or whatever. You call yeah. them now and make an appointment. And it took the lady two weeks to get back to me. And she left a message. And then I called her back and missed her, and she called me back, missed her. And um, I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not going anywhere for a year anyways. So I just kind of put her on hold because, like, it's really expensive now. It's like, what, uh, almost 300 bucks or something? I don't know what they cost on. Do you know what they cost? Oh, damn, I don't. I haven't had the Mine's up. No, mine's good till 2024. So I'll find out in a couple of years. I think last time I paid for mine, it was like 165. But somebody told me it's like, Beyond that, like almost 300, but 
I mean, that's not too bad to get the fuck out of here, you know? No. Dude, I could just tell when there's going to be some wise guy. There's a wise guy I can tell. <laughs> fuck How it. did you end up? Because you moved to Portland like in the early 90s. It was before Portland was cool. Portland was still like a hillbilly. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, town. I tell people. Oh, they don't believe me, dude. Uh, Alberta what made you- District was all boarded up. And people told me, <laughs> that's from the 60s still. And this is in the early 90s. They're like, yeah, it's like there was uh, race riots during the 60s. During like the civil uh, or during like the civil rights movement or shit. I'm like, no shit. And dude, it was still boarded up. And they weren't like, I'm like, what the fuck? And you know, like there were crackheads would smoke in there and shit. You know, remember how Alberta used yeah. to be? Yeah. And dude, I lived, um, I remember certainly living in uh, Northeast because I was poor and punk and we all lived in Northeast. Like a bunch of us would live in a house and, you know, I'd go to liquor store like this sundown and, you know, someone walked out their porch and be like, I don't want to see you here tomorrow after sundown. Uh, it's like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be bad, man. Like when I first, first moved there, Keebler is one of the first people I met. Um, I lived off Mason Street and I'll never forget me and my brother because my brother lived there originally. We were, um, long story. Walking down the street, and that's like back when like everybody wore colors, you know? Yeah. And um, there were like, you know, people wearing the red, people wearing the blue, and you know, and they questioned my brother once. I think he was like wearing a red jacket, and they're like, hey man, you need to take that off. And my brother is like kind of a hothead. I don't know if you ever met him. You might have. But uh, he's just like, well, fuck that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, get off, please. And dude, he stood his ground on. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm not taking it off. And he didn't. And we almost had to fight 30 like gloves. And um, that was not fun. I was scared. Yeah. But um, because you know, you know, so a couple of them might have had guns and shit. And here in LA, I think guns are like from that era, uh the late 80s, early 90s. Now I think it's just like weapons again, man. I think you're just get stabbed or get hit with a cane or a bat. Like, I, I just can't really, I, I don't see people carrying guns like they used to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, of course, I know a couple of people with guns and I'm not going to tell you who they are. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But, yeah. <laughs> I've been in Europe so long, I don't even think about people carrying guns anymore. But now that I'm back in, now that I'm back in Portland. In Portland, actually, I thought more about people carrying guns than in LA because uh, LA people just are aggressive and like mad and they just want to fight. Like Portland's just kind of like road rage. I'm going to pull out my gun. You know what I mean? And if I'm having a bad day, I will like serve the rest of my life in prison. <laughs> That's why Portland scares me because I, you know, just the white, big, big white oaf, you know, like with a gun. And he did everything proper. And one of his friends is like in the forest. So, you know, he'll just make that phone call after he like kills someone and they'll come and talk to the, the sheriff, like doing the investigation. And you, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oregon scares me with guns. Not LA. LA, I think you can reason. Or if you have it coming, you have it coming. 
But uh, Portland seems more like, like I did everything legal and he threatened me and, you know, and they're friends with someone in the PD and they're going to get away with killing you. That's why Oregon freaks me out, man. There's like that weird underlying racism, like that people don't really see. And, and the people themselves are acting on and don't even realize it maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's super true. It's weird. Like, you know, it's kind of how people vote there too. Like they vote, uh, they're liberal. They're liberal. Okay. Yeah. You voted for the liberal gay mayor, but on every other measure you voted with, uh, your bank balance on your mind. So therefore <laughs> you're fiscally conservative. So you're conservative. You're right wing, but you voted for a gay liberal mayor, but you're right wing on everything else. So like, so Portland, I actually looked at the stats out of curiosity is conservative on all the measures. But as far as like, uh, elected officials, very liberal. But people don't realize like the measures they're voting on are conservative. It's cool. Dude, look it up sometime on Google. Yeah. Like, we'll fuck out. And Long Beach is kind of conservative. Everyone goes to Catholic school and kind of conservative, but it's the opposite. They all vote um, very liberally on uh, measures. And I'm like, what the fuck? It made no sense to me because Portland is known for being contemporary and like um you know rethinking and cutting edge and i mean they did decriminalize drugs that's cool you know did you hear about that yeah but i think they only did that because people won't pay taxes and so there's just no money to fight it whatever the reason it's a good thing but yeah but here's the thing um and like, certainly, my life would have been a lot different, maybe, if that happened 20 years ago. And um, and maybe I would have went to rehab that they gave me and all that. You know what I mean? Who yeah. knows? So I think it's a good thing. Um, I'm not complaining about my life now, but um, I think it's a good thing. Put people in rehab instead of prison. And, yeah, make them do community service. I mean, yeah, I'm a hippie. I lived in PDX so long, I'm a hippie. I've heard that through the grapevine by a couple of famous people. I'm not going to mention their names. Because I don't want to start like a problem. But yeah, I lived in Portland so long, I'm a hippie. I'm a liberal hippie. Some of the uh, more mainstream, popular punk rockers, famous punk rockers, um, have said that. To some of my peers. Oh, Bartek, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, <laughs> like, liberal, hippie now. He lives in PTAC so fucking long. Well, what? Would I be right-wing conservative living here? Fuck no. <laughs> but only if he lived in Orange County. Dude, that's... No, honestly, dude, I mean, that's why I don't like to say I'm from there. But, you know, every record I put out Besides one is from Portland, so I say I'm from Portland. Because you know, I live more than half my life there. Yeah. But uh So what what do you like about it here? Oh what you want to know here? the truth? Yeah. Okay, well, right about when I moved down there, California was like just throwing everyone away for like it didn't matter parking tickets, DUIs, gay walking. 
Dude, they throw you in jail, give you hepatitis, it seemed like. And... <laughs> no, serious. No, no I, yeah, I believe. Dying left and right. And uh, I'm just like, what the fuck? I need to get the fuck out of here. So I went before the judge. I had two DUIs, you know? Oh, back to back. He's like, oh, this is not good. What do you have to say to me? I'm like, I'm moving to Oregon. I got a job opportunity and a place to live. He just hit, hit the fucking ballot. I don't know. <laughs> he was, I don't know. They have the gavel. Yeah, the gavel. <laughs> he was just happy to get rid of you and said, "Fuck it." No, no. Go. He's just like, "Don't come back for seven years, man, and everything will be like <laughs> uh, eliminated off your record." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> and dude, I didn't go back for seven fucking years. I think, I think, I did though, like in '95 with Defiance. Not not with you though. You weren't in defiance on that that one. Yeah, well, no, by ninety five I got kicked out. Are you sure you got kicked out? I think they really wanted you in the band. I wanted you in the band. I think Well, well I, 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 I thought like that would be cool if Magnus was in the band with us. At that point I just couldn't really I couldn't hold up my end of the deal. I couldn't really be I, I don't in think a band. anyone wanted you out of defiance. No one. Like oh no, line. it was totally my he, fault. I'm not blaming them or anything. No, no. Oh, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, uh, people love you in defiance, and you know, it's like uh, I take it as a compliment too. Even here in LA, people are like, "Oh, you're in defiance." Depends what mood I'm in, how drunk I am. Sometimes I say, "Yeah." <laughs> oh, you're in defiance, huh? Sometimes I say, "No." You know, when Rumi went to a party like last weekend. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of cool, man. Um, some of the fucking South Central and downtown LA punks were debating whether or not I was in defiance. And uh, um, my roommate Alan certainly knows what bands I was in, because <laughs> he he just like asked me tons of questions because he's like you know thirty, so he just wants to know everything. Yeah. I'm kind of getting him back into uh, collecting, punk collecting, because it's like, is this good? Should I get this? Is that worth it? I'm like, no. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Let me talk to him for you. <laughs> like, but um, <laughs> no, it's like, exciting because I'm thriving off that, getting back into records and all. Uh, I'm more into tapes now. But anyways, long story short, so um, there was a big debate whether or not I was in defiance, and he said. There were more people that thought I was in defiance than didn't. And he's like, no, it's the guy from the riffs. Um, they're like, yeah, he was in the riffs too. I'm like, awesome. People think I'm in the riffs. I'm going to go try to get laid, bro. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, but over the years, people have mistaken me for you. Like as far as, uh, singing in defiance. The riffs, I, that's the first time I heard that, but the fine stuff, um, the story goes like people think I'm either on the first seven inch or the second seven inch or the first two seven inches. And I'm just like, no, that's, that's Mangus. That's Mangus. And then, uh, I've also been mistaken for people think I'm on the first mass control LP, but they don't think oh. I'm on yeah, it's been, the flex. Yeah, it's been so long, you could convince me that you were. I've, I forgot dude. about that. Dude, it's so funny because 
people have never thought I was like on the flexi or any of the singles. They always think I'm on the uh, 12 inch on mind control. And I guess if you listen to that and then the religious war, uh, a few packs of smokes. Yeah, I, I could have been Adam. <laughs> I could have been Adam Jordan, a boyd. But um, I've also been mistaken for singing in Death Charge on the first seven inch, the second seven inch, the first three seven inches. Never, never the twelve inches. <laughs> oh, it's like the early <laughs> only the single. No, it's a compliment, man. Yeah, I'm just for sure. Put that on my resume. I'm just gonna put like uh. <laughs> Sang in Defiance, not sure if it was the first or second single. Sang on one of the first three Death Charge singles. And uh, I only sang on the 12 inch with mouse control. Fucking awesome. <laughs> I'll pump up my resume right now, man. Like, that's compliments, man. That's a huge compliment, man. It is. Man, Portland has really good punk music. Yeah. So, I mean, I do. And it not always has. Yeah, and like, you know, it's certainly, like I said, depending on the mood I'm in, um, I like to go along with it. Or you know what I like to do, too? When I play a gig out of skate, and someone's just like, man, that was a good set, and go to shake my hand, I'm like, oh, that wasn't me, though. What are you talking about? And then I convince the individual it was not me on stage. I know, that's not, not cool. Huh? Fuck, I'm a dick. <laughs> God damn it. I think this guy's spraying for insects or insects or rats or I might have to leave. Fuck, I don't want the spray coming on me, man. Oh, well, while you move, here, tell me about we're let's play let's play cutthroat. Who was in cutthroat with you? Oh, oh man. I'm I, I'm proud of this lineup, man. I'm really proud of this lineup. It was our Sherry from uh Scary. We called her Scary and Cutthroat. Um and um, she was like from Harem Scarum, you know. From Harem Scarum, yeah. Yeah, she was like huge, uh, a drummer, kick ass drummer to this day, a big influence on like the Riot Girl movement and shit. I'm proud to have been in band with her. Uh, Brian Hopper, I think he has 60 fucking records. <laughs> he might, he might have more than me. Uh, dude, I don't got 60. Fuck, and you got more than everyone has more than me. That's what I, I try to tell people. Dude, I try to tell people, dude, PDX, dude, people are on 30, 40, 50. Dude, Kelly Hellerburden, I was like, wow, you're on 93. I can't remember. It was like, 93. Kelly, Brian, you. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. Frank, Frank definitely has way more than me. Oh, Frank. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Frank okay, has a then lot. Then you're four. I say I'm more like six. There's all these like new guys like we don't know about, man. They're like fucking, they got all kinds of shit out. Mangus, I'm like, wow, Mangus like knows the cutthroat song. Wow, that's like, I'm, I'm stoked. So like I had it in my heart, my heart drive. And yeah, so I like sent it to you. And oh yeah, cutthroat's all motorhead, uh, GBH like riffs, you know? And so it's like really easy and natural to sing to, you know? Cause that's shit I grew up listening to. So yeah. But Stifle Thought, yeah, I, I got a good voice on this one, man. Because I listened to it after you said you liked that song, and I'm like, wow, I wish I could still sing that good. I mean, people say I sing better. Some people say I can't anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I got a pretty good voice on like, the Cutthroat 12 inch. So um, I guess I can move while you're playing that really quick. And 
people are just staring at me, bro. It's like, uh, what year is it? 2021. And like, dude, you know, nowadays, like if I'm not at a gig or anything, I'm dressed down kind of like, you know, mellow. Yeah. And people are still like, dude, it's like fucking amazing. It's 2021 and you were anything remotely punk. People are like, oh my God. Yeah, people still aren't comfortable with it, man. I think that's what, to go back to that question that I didn't answer, has kept me with it all these years. Um, It pisses people off, man. And people, um, I guess, will never get used to it. I don't know, man. I'm a smartass. I'm cynical. All right. Sorry, man. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, it's hard to find like a place to fucking uh, mellow out in LA. Yeah, especially outside. Oh, okay. So, what was the first show you went to in Portland? Okay, so what? The first show you went to in Portland. Oh, my God. When you moved there. Because I read these questions right before I came. And um, I was trying to like figure that one out. Uh, Defiance is an early one, not the first, though. The first, I'm not sure. Um, I want to see Detestation. Um, I'll just go with Detestation 93. Okay. Because I was going through my flyers, uh, my PDX flyers that didn't get hijacked. Uh-huh. And, uh, dude, yeah. What did my flyers cost on? Like when they were in storage for fucking four years. I just got all my shit like six months ago, man. Yeah, dude. So people thought it was like a low life. I I had nothing. And then like when I finally got my stereo ship down here, people were like, oh my God, you have a very nice stereo. Like, yeah, why wouldn't I? You know, you still have records? Yeah, a few, not a lot, but people were like shocked. Oh, I'm not a scum anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. I wasn't sure if I was going to live here, you know? I don't want to just move here with all my shit and then just, like, go back home, you know? Yeah. Now I realize, okay, I'm here. I'm here, you know? I'm, I'm staying. See, the development? The development oh, yeah. growth has cracked our foundation. Just think of all the lives so carelessly squandered. For the so-called progress. Yeah. <laughs> no one's even going to be able to go back to those like new office buildings. That's the thing. I don't know why um, somebody told me like all the skyscrapers downtown are empty. And I believe that. They told me they've been empty for like 10 years. Uh, the only buildings that are that are working are like the, um, the ones that you live in. Like the... Um, the condos but um yeah. if it's like an office like i mean people have this like uh, whole idea of like a guy wearing a business suit with the briefcase driving a Porsche in the parking garage and he goes up 90 flights of stairs in an elevator and some secretary has him some hot coffee and that does not fucking happen bro la is a non-working city that's why i call it the illusion but yeah i'm right here by the staples center Dude, oh, I'm was really it? comfortable now that I'm on the bike doing this interview. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> was it, I like this. How How is it? 
Is that the same as it was like before you moved when you were a kid? Like, uh, dude, what was no, LA was like, like then? Um, actually, oh fuck, man! I should have taken you. I'll take you through. Um, how much time do we have? Uh, we have another thirty minutes. Oh, cool. So I'll like take you through like uh some of the fashion district on my way home. It's like not out of the way or nothing. It's just I got to take a different way. It's like pretty fucking crazy. Oh, it's gnarlier. But um, like I like the homeless people here are just like, oh, it's weird because like back in the '80s, it seemed like everyone was like a young criminal. Uh huh. Like you know, just like all the punk songs were about and shit. Like young criminals, like living on the streets, and like now it's just like the criminal element in uh, Skid Row is like bad, bro. Someone told me like they put bodies like in the um. There's trash piles like. Man, maybe I could like do a uh, live thing off you in the middle of the night and ride my bike through there. But on trash day, they put big piles of garbage, like 20 feet fucking high, all down Skid Row. And the city comes and picks it up. And sometimes you see like the piles burnt to ash, and the ash is still this high. Yeah. And uh, one of my homies told me, like, that's where they cremate the bodies. So I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, dude, people die on Skid Row every day, bro. And no one gives a fuck. They have they have their own way of dealing with it. I'm like, no shit. He's like, yeah. I'm like, and I believe it. You know what I mean? Like they just come, pick it's whatever, right? And Skid Row's bad, bro. And um, and I was also told, do not get killed. If you're gonna die or get killed, don't go to Skid Row because they will like perk you out and like fucking burn the rest of your body. <laughs> what like um, sell your kidneys and then burn yeah, your body? Bad down there. It's like bad. And then so there's that criminal element, and then there's like the other element. It's just like really old people that can't really help themselves. Man, it's bad. It's really sad. Um. Oh, I'll take you by the Olympic Auditorium. Yes, do that. What shows yeah. have you seen there? Oh my God, so many. It's funny because like um. I used to go to Zed Records, you know? Yeah. Back when I was a kid. I first went there, I think, when I was 13. And um and they were in the on 7th Street, you know? And um and I only got to go to that location like two times. And then they moved to like the uh the uh the circle. The um oh, it's called something circle. It's in Long Beach. Anyways, long story short, um, I caught up with Big Frank recently, you know, like when I moved to Long Beach a few years back. And um, I always thought he owned the store. <laughs> he just laughed. He's like, no, I was like, I, everyone thinks I owned it. But um, no, I was like the um, manager and um, the popo. I'm like, oh, shit. I thought you were like the, uh, I was like, was under the impression you were the owner. And he bounced all the Golden Voice gigs, you know. And um, I'm not going to lie. He was like a thug. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, he did what he had to do, man. Um, I I, I think he kind of loved violence back then. But here's the thing. Now he's like uh, a Buddhist. And he's like very peaceful. He does tattoos. And um, I get it. It's fucking awesome, man. So I talked to him, man. I sent him like a religious war LP. Um, He loves tragedy and like war cry. He likes defiance. Yeah, he likes all that PDX stuff, you know? Yeah. God damn it. Oh, I fucking made a wrong turn, I think. 
I mean, I don't know the difference. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to get us to like the Olympic Auditorium. I was going to show you like the fashion what? district, but no, I'm just going to take you to the Olympic. You're going to trip out. What the fashion district have to do with punk? What does it have to do with Portland? No. Nothing. What did it have to do with LA punk? Like back when you were a kid? Oh, nothing. Oh, okay. It's just cool. nothing at all. I mean, certainly, like if you're going to Olympic gigs. And one of your buddies had a car, or you, you went in a car, like you'd like go there and drink some beers and like maybe get laid, you know, if you met a girl and shit after the gig, you go there and party and like, you know, fuck some girls and shit, like, yeah, you know, back in the day. But at the Olympic, what, like, was there, was it dangerous? Like, were there LA punk gangs and stuff? Yes. It was extremely dangerous. Um, people try to like um, deny it or try to like. I will tell you the truth. I like, do not. What branch. were the big gangs that you didn't want to see at shows? Uh, none. I mean, I, I always felt comfortable. I was lucky. I was like a little. I was always like. Uh, I was really small and skinny. So, um, I weighed like, what, I think 135 pounds back in those days, you know, 120, 135 at my peak back in those days. I was skinny kid. So, um, I was kind of lucky if anything was about to happen to me, um, people intervened and her, like people I don't even know, you know, like in gangs, I don't even know really in Here's the thing. Over the years, I just want to clear something up too. People have said uh, I, I was like in the labs. I was never in the labs. I don't know where that came from. Here's the truth. Me and Colin might have started that room. Uh huh. <laughs> Me and Colin might have started that room. Oh, well, I mean, I used to talk about like how they'd beat all the gigs and they had a presence and, um, you know, I was cool with the, some of them, you know, it's just like, hey, what's up? But because they see me at all the gigs, right? Yeah. Or on Toros or whatever. When there are no gigs. But um, no, I was like never even a hang around or never even a member. But now there's like a, a new lens uh, in Huntington Park. And um. They're cool. Like they, um, they're not really a gang. They're not a gang at all, actually. Not a gang. They're a crew. And, uh, they have like a punk shop. They like, you know, make t-shirts. They like make, they have an embroidering machine. They sell records. Like, you, you know what I mean? They're just yeah. trying to do the right way. Oh, that's and, better uh, than like terrorizing like kids. Like a, yeah, more of a community type thing. Awesome. And, um, just, just control the same way. They, they got like a little crew. But, um, yeah. But it's not like gangs, like, like back, back, some of those Olympic days. Oh my God, dude. It was like, um, honestly, sometimes I get like night terrors or like get sick when I relive some of the things I saw. Yeah. Um, I well, even the few things that I've seen, like even on, like, you remember that old, that GBH Dickies video that yeah, was yeah. around in the eighties a bunch? Like when they show the crowd, it just looks like it's a fucking war zone. Oh yeah. When there's a fight, they're, it's yeah. like you're dead. 
Like I've seen people get killed in those pits. Like all it takes is like a little disrespect and like a punch. And then next thing you know, it doesn't even matter if they're your friends. People want blood. Like everyone's jumping in on the guy losing. And that's all it was. I've seen people get killed that way, man. It's fucking gross, man. And back then, I don't think people realized the consequence of violence. Like, I think, I don't think, because, you know, everyone's a kid. People don't realize, like, oh, 20 of you come up and kick one guy in the head with boots, like, we're going to die. Like, no one, no one thought of that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, I, I, it's something that should be, like, taught maybe, like, in a school. Like, <laughs> like violence, like, fucking is not cute. Okay, I took a bunch I of wrong Fuck, God damn it. I'm going to have to go for a score of one. I got turned around because I went off my normal route because some guy was, like, chasing me and crap. And I was chasing him, and we were both trying to be thugs. And then I realized, <laughs> fuck, I'm just an old man. <laughs> cool. It's good to come Watch to that realization in time. Like all the people at that Toyota dealership hate me. <laughs> How do they know you? Because I drive by there drunk all the time. And dude, check this out. This is how they know me. 2021 Toyotas, brand new, as is, no warranty. And I, I went up there in the office, and not in the office, but in the showroom. I'm like, are you seriously selling like 2021 Toyotas as is, no warranty? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, are you proud of yourselves? And they just looked at me. I'm like, you're slime. <laughs> I'm like, you're slime, aren't you? They are. Dude, how the fuck do you sell like a 2021? These are like 35,000. No warranty as is. What the fuck, huh? Oh, we're almost there, dude. We're there. Like one more. Oh, yeah, you just passed Figueroa. No, no, no. The Olympics just one block, yeah. Um, I don't know why I forgot where it was all of a sudden. Oh, I got turned around. I almost got hit here. Be careful. A couple times. People run your ass over here, friends. Um, so yeah, this neighborhood was like a lot different, man. Like, here, I'll take you down a cool alley. This is a pretty cool alley. Is that where everyone would drink before the shows? <laughs> yeah, alleys like this. There's all kinds of shit like this around here, man. Um, actually, I'll take you down one more really quick. And, um, on the way to the Olympics, I, I like the graffiti, man. It's like fucking badass, man. Yeah. And like sometimes they have some poetry on it or shit, you know, or their philosophy. And you got to be careful though. Live streaming, I yeah, I got chased once because I went into like a um. Sorry, to explain. Somewhere where I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> it's like um, it's like where they were you like live streaming at a. Yeah, they 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 parked cars off and them on fire. So like, dude, wait, what? Dude, it was insane. It looked like a nuclear bomb hit it. Like there's just like a, a they had like a industrial forklift, and there were just like three RVs like bombed out on top of each other. I'm like, dude, awesome! Like, live streaming it, and um, 
Oh man, I'm an asshole. I'm the white asshole. Excuse <laughs> me. Oh, fuck. Excuse me. Sorry. Is she yelling at you? She has pizzazz. I like her. <laughs> um, she smiled though. So, yeah. See, I'm I'm off my rock. I got turned around. I normally don't take this way. But here's the Olympic. And dude, they already know me here because whenever someone comes to visit me, I show them. I'll show you the exploited riot too. Um, here it is. It's the biggest Jesus fucking church in the world now. <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, so what shows did you see there? Oh my God, so many. Um. They had a gig here every weekend for like fucking four years, man. Yeah. People don't believe me. No, I've seen hundreds oh, of flyers. Hello. Hi. Um, yeah, it's like the biggest Korean uh, Christian church disaccurity here. That's me. Hold it, man. Hey, man, I'm just like doing an interview. I just want to get for the, uh, the Olympic Auditorium back in the punk rock riot days. Is that okay? No, no. Really? You, you guys usually let me. Why not? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Back, back, but like back, uh, GBH used to play here and there were riots and broken glass. Remember punk rock here back in 1983? No. 1983. They have punk, punk rock here. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the police brutality. Yeah, yeah. The other security guard lets me here usually, but um, I guess this guy's uh, doesn't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures. That's all. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah, they, it's a it's like a uh, the other security guard kind of knows me because I bring everyone here, man. But um, there it is, man. The Olympics. Yeah, dude, it's huge, bro. They changed it a little, but like, dude, um. That was part of the parking lot. That building wasn't there. That was part of the parking lot. That, 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 dude, this was none of those were there. Did this discharge was ever huge. play there? Who? Did discharge ever play Did there? Them? Oh yeah, yeah. They like, dude. I actually when uh, they were good, and then even the metal years. Dude, it's funny because I want to say I saw them in '83 here with Pooch. Like that Bones was already out in '83, dude. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Right. Because uh, I think they only played the Olympic one time, and that was in '83. And I, I remember, never got to see uh, Discharge like, till Brave New World. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like 14, and um, yeah, this was like a shithole, bro. Like, um, but here's the ticket stamps and shit. Like back there, that that's a new addition. That was never there. You know, they certainly didn't have a great over like these. Um, but these they have it opposite now. Or wait, maybe those were like okay, yeah. They used to throw you out. Like if you got a broken nose, they just throw you out that door. <laughs> but these were the entrances right here. Look at that. Isn't it a trip? Whoa. <laughs> they got the crosses and shit. 
So how many people you know, would be at shows there? They lied. You know, they'd say like a thousand, two thousand. It was always over five thousand because it was jam packed like this, all through the halls, all through everywhere. Just fights and blood everywhere. Um, I almost got in a fight with like these guys in this like fucking tent up here, like the other day. So I need to like, gosh, yeah. I'm not feeling it. I'm not. Oh shit! I'm gonna get hit. Oh, fuck. Damn it. Yeah, see, there's that guy talking shit to me again. I don't care, dude. Fuck it. Vince, okay, so with all that violence, all that bloodshed at every show, what made you keep going back? Huh? With all that violence and all that bloodshed at every show, what made you keep coming back to it? Dude, you know what? I was just like talking to one of my friends about that. Like, I mean, from Big Frank and Kirk Dominguez, he's like a famous, semi-famous photographer from Flipside. Yeah. Um, I mean, those guys are about a few years up on me. But um, yeah, this guy's gonna try to fight me. He started shit with me the other day, and I, I said I was gonna light a tent on fire. Oh. So I, I don't think he's too happy seeing me here. So I'm I'm gonna make this brief. But this is fuck. Damn, dude, why are people driving 80, man? Really? You need to go 80 to get to Red High? Fuck off. So um this is where um I've seen the exploited here like three times. This is yeah. where one of the riots was where I got stuck. Um of course the parking lot was a lot different back then. Um, but it's like, uh, back, back in this corner, none of this was here. It was like a parking lot, you know? Yeah. And me and my friends were right here. And back then the fence was like way higher, half barbed wire. You couldn't get out. It was sturdier, thicker. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll never remember. We were back here and dude, it was just like covered in glass. I think we even got a flat. There we go. But, um, and then there was like one little entrance to get in and out. And like, we're just running, dude. And I got like a few broken ribs, dude. I'll never forget. Like a cop just ran up and like, bam, smashed my ribs with the bully club. And dude, that's like, you know, you're having problems with your parents. They're picking on you at school, the teachers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just sort of like, and then like a cop does that to you on your way, walking into a gig and bottles are flying. I was just like, wow, man, the world sucks. Like, I don't know why I kept going back, actually. What What were the it shows? looks like a trash pile got burned. Fuck. Oh, how many bodies are in it? Well, um, there looks like there could be, but I just don't want to try to it. But, um... But yeah, it's like crazy, man. Like, cause you know what I mean? You're having all that fucking problems at home and then it's school. And then uh, sometimes they're like living on the streets momentarily or like for a few days or something. Cause you just can't take it, you know? Yeah. And then like a cop comes up to you and breaks your fucking ribs, man. And you're just like, you feel so, I felt, I felt so like distant. Yeah. Like, uh, there was no one. And I think that's like where the drugs and alcohol to numb everything comes in right there, you know? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I took a picture there earlier. Oh, yeah. This is cool neighborhood. It's still cool. I like I like I like neighborhoods like this. It's just like dilapidated and uh, you know, check this out though, man. Just we got ten cent telephone booth stall. <laughs> Abandoned ones. I bet you don't got those in Amsterdam. <laughs> I know they got rid of those in PDX, like yeah, fucking eons ago, man. Is, Sorry, what, man. is like, that is that do you think that's do you think that's why drugs are such a big part of punk? Um, I think what draws people to punk is um it's excessive. That that being said, like the fashion, the music, the art. I mean, dude, punk rockers have a thousand studs on their jacket, have a uh, fucking huge hair, fucking drink twenty beers. It's excessive. The art is just like, there just can't be a skull. It has to be oozing. You know what I'm saying? And the lyric writing can't just be like, you know, we're going to resist it. No, we're going to fucking light it on fire, right? I think punk rock is excessive. So what that stems from, I think, is like, um, I think a lot of punk rockers suffer from some kind of like ADHD um, due to like uh, home, school, family, um. I don't know, man. I, I think punk is very excessive. And um I think if you have that like in your um jeans or Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be drawn to punk. You're just gonna be like because the music's fast, aggressive, uh people are singing too many words as fast as they can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like overtly political usually and it's just like the fashion is just like too much and the hurt's too big. It, yeah, so I, I think the excess would draw people to it. Like, if you're a minimalist, it's probably not punk, it's probably not your forte. Most punk rockers I've met, it doesn't even matter if they're 50, they still have like a thousand records and like tons of flyers on their wall. Or Even when they're trying to be neat and older like me, uh -huh. I still got a bunch of shit on my wall, but it's like in frames. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I'm like trying to be an adult. That's, that's the only difference. But um, but yeah, I think the excessive behavior, the excessiveness, um, the defiance against authority. You know, when you're a kid and you're pissed off, it, 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 all that, no? Yeah. I think more than anything, like just like the politics, the fashion, and the music. Like, it's just like a counter subculture, man. It can't be denied. And people will try to refuse it and, like, say, oh, punk, I never heard of that. Really? Fucking how many years later? 50 years later? <laughs> Almost oh, I never, what's punk? So, I mean, it pisses people off, man, because it's the best. People yes. try to say, oh, it doesn't have a heavy bottom, man. Bro, it does. <laughs> it has the heaviest bottom, man. <laughs> But um, yeah. Sorry, man. I know I didn't like get around to like half your questions, man. Oh, that's oh, all right. Man. Excuse me. Wait, uh, what? I'm gonna believe that Sasakai almost got in a fight with. <laughs> I'm not kidding, but I wanted to avoid it, so I'm like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Shit, dude, I'm like freaked out. I'm glad he didn't like bull cock me. Seriously, I'm not kidding. Oh, that's weird, man.
fuck. Whoa, L.A., bro. We drive monster trucks in L.A. <laughs> Sounds we expensive. have condominiums and monster trucks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a rock star. Like these Toyota people don't like me. So. <laughs> You're back to Toyota. Are you on Figaro? Again? Yeah, yeah. What drugs were popular when you first got into punk in L.A.? What drugs were people doing? Oh, crank. It was like usually um. Okay, back when I first like tried it, it was like uh, like a brown powder. Yeah, it was gross. Yeah, yeah, and it and then it then it was like kind of wet. Yeah. They called it peanut butter. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and um, yeah, holy shit! That, I thought that was wet. a Portland thing. How, it was the same in LA. Uh, it was everywhere, wow. man. Look at the that peanut butter was so gross. As is, no warranty. Man, you got to be a slime ball to be selling shit like that. I have no respect for these people. Slime balls. Anyways, slime balls. Total slime. Anyways, long story short. But yeah, it's like Crank and uh, Pink Horse. They had like the uh, the big ones, the small ones, and then the cross tops, yeah. and then the Black Beauties, and then everything... It was all like, um, back then, like there was like a veteran in those. So you just pop a couple of those, go to a gig, drink some beer and do some peanut butter. And they would get clogged up their nose. Like, you know, an hour later, like a chunk would fall out and you catch it in your hand and like, that's like re snorted. Uh, <laughs> Cause it's like kind of like, you know, peanut butter. It's goofy. Uh, uh. But, um, it's kind of making me sick to my stomach, but yes, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> how did I forget? There was, yeah, I was explaining that to like some of the uh, younger punks that were like, well, back, I'm not like, well, let me tell you. I'm just like, well, back in my day, like, we did, we did cranking like cross tops and papers and rioted. Like, you know, we definitely <laughs> throwing bottles. We, we weren't like dabbing and mellowing out. You know, we weren't dabbing. <laughs> we weren't like smoking weed and playing video games. You were like fucking snorting crank and taking cross tops and throwing bottles at the police. It's true. And like, I mean, you gotta wonder why they made dabs people. It makes you passive. That's why you don't want to like speak up. You don't want to resist. You don't want to do anything, huh? You know? Yeah. You already know about all this. You wrote way better lyrics than me, man. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you're, you know. But um, yeah, the viewers need to know too, though. Yeah. No, this is my new neighborhood. Um, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like it. Okay, now we are running out of time. Hold on. So, how have drugs affected your life? Um, they postponed a lot of shit. They put a lot of shit on hold. Um, they didn't entirely ruin it, but they kind of did. Um, I lost a, a world tour because of for what drug, band? Cutthroat. We had a world tour being booked, and like because uh, the way I acted on drugs and alcohol on like the uh, Jap- Japanese tour, no one wanted to tour with me. It's my fault. It was totally my fault. I take all the accountability, and um, yeah, it yeah. sucks. I, yeah. I could have. It was a world tour, dude. It was going to take a fucking whole... I think it was going to take like a little over a year. 
Damn. Yeah, dude. And I was like down and dude, everyone's just like, sorry, we don't want to tour with you. And then, you know, what Harper said to me, like, and he still says it to this day. And he said what? it to me a few times. I regret that decision because after being a little more well toured with other people, I realized you weren't that bad and you were fun. I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> that was, that's a huge compliment. But um, yeah, so isn't that a trip? Yeah. Like, Dude, if we could just like go back and like change a few things, like you know? Yeah. A few things. How have you seen punk change? Fuck, I guess I'll just drift down the street. Oh. Huh? Oh, wait, what? How have you seen punk change over Sorry. the years? Is it better or worse? Uh better, but more polite. So worse. Absolutely. Um, the people Okay, you know, certainly you come from the same school as I do. You, if someone says something to you, you tell them to fuck off. Like, there's a confrontation. Now it's just like, no, we'll, we'll ignore them. No, dude, you can't cower. You got to stand up and stick up for yourself, man. You, you, you know what I mean? Whether you win or lose, that's not even important. What's important is you stand up. And uh, if you get beat, you get beat. Uh, that's just how it is, man. And it, it, you know, there's like I'm not super enough. into that at 15. I'm not so much at 15. Well, either am I, but I still find myself with that same attitude, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three but, um, times already. No, I ran into that one guy. Man. I don't know. It's just like, what? That, that's why it's all polite. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> but um, yeah. Because now you've been into punk most like the most of your life. Oh uh, yeah, more than more than three quarters. Wait, yeah, because I, I I first got into like probably around god damn eleven or twelve when I first heard it. I heard uh, New York Dolls and Stiff Little Fingers. So I mean, those records were I think new then. Um, yeah, yeah. And then you know I had to get harder. So I go to Condor Records in San Clemente. They had like a good import section that only had punk. I don't know why. You want to find like a rare punk record? You go to the import section. Okay, then I found Peni. I'm like, awesome. And of course, Crass and all Clash and all that came before that. But like, I remember when the Peni Death Search came out. It's it was like 83, but it was probably already on the fucking goddamn pork pressing by the time it made it to San Clemente. You know what I mean? Yeah. But still, I got it. And then I remember the Annie system, uh, no laughing matter. I got that. And then I remember when a look at life came out, like late 85 or six, like kind of when punk was fizzling a little, like in Southern California, anyways, and all. Yeah, look at life. I got down here. Everyone's like, it's metal. It's metal. I'm like, I've never heard a metal record like this. This, <laughs> I think they just got better at their instruments. <laughs> you know, that was my opinion. I, I still like want to sound like that, man. Like, I, I think like the way the vocalists are on that and like the guitars, it's fucking awesome. That's, that's like my heaviest influence to this day, man. That anti system. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just like, you just need to be angry and shout. You don't even need, like, you just need a conviction and a stage presence, man. And, like, a, you know, you don't even need to be drunk. <laughs> you just need to be pissed off, right? Being drunk makes it easier. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave people out that don't drink. You know. I, I didn't, <laughs> no, I've already come to grips that life's much different after drinking. Oh, it's cool. There's some things I'll never feel the same again. See the skyline from like my path. My path's back there, but I don't want all my neighbors like nudging and all my shit. They, they already know. Some, uh, some. Okay, you know how I roll. People love me or hate me. Yes. So I think I'm like, I got like the lovers and I got like the uh, want to kill her, kill me, hers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. People feel like I need to fucking go, fucking do it. I'm, I don't give a fuck. Okay, <laughs> so man. Last song, last one. What All record right, cool. are you looking for most in the world? Oh my god. Give me five if you want. Five? Or is, yeah, whatever you can think of. Um, if this makes any sense, I already had them. But oh, okay. So, so can I be looking for them again? Yeah. Um, I say the chaos, like tribal warfare. Uh, EP. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, um, night. Uh, for um, fuck. What are they called? Uh, night the punk. Turned ugly EP by Om. Um, I think they're called First Defense. It sounds like a sketchy oi band, but it's not at all. It's punk. <laughs> it does sound and like all the lyrics. And like when you open up, no, when you open up like the lyric sheet and like it just looks like the crappiest cartoon drawing of someone that could never draw. That's why it's kind of under the radar. And uh, when you open it up, it's uh, like about a gig these guys played. And they're all like 15, 16, and it's like talking about them beating up the cops and shit, like in the paper. And it has all the clippings from that. Like, it's pretty fucking cool. So I, I say the first defense, Night the Punks Turn Ugly. Yeah, I've never even Tribal heard of Parker. that. Yeah, yeah, check it out. They repressed it too. Uh, Chaos, Tribal Warfare. Um, what else? Um, uh, I guess I need the drones, very first EP again, because like when I sold my, uh, UK 82 and 77 hall. Yeah. Like I had to do that. Like when I first moved to Long Beach, cause I was broke. Oh yeah. 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 It sucks. But, um, yeah. So I need to find that. I accidentally sold that. I didn't mean to sell it. So I need that again. Like the first drones, uh, EP, um, but in mint, mint condition with the, uh, white cover with the red stamp. You know that one, the drones. Yeah. 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 And, um, I got, I still got the LP. I, I still got the, uh, drones LP. I still got the first adverse LP, both in mint condition and the first clash EP. I think it's like a third or fourth pressing with the nice price or whatever sticker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mint. So those, oh, those are, are my, cool. I used to have the Stooges records with the nice yeah, price. Yeah, on. Those, yeah, those were my, uh, essential 77 ones, like the, uh, the adverse LP, the, um, the drones LP for their temptations and like the clutch LP. I kind of outgrew the pistols, even though I love them. Sid Vicious is innocent. You know, I still <laughs> yeah. stand by that. Um, but, um, yeah, I kind of outgrew like their music and shit, you know, but I, I still love them and think Sid is innocent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So here's the last song we're going to play. Tony, thank you for doing this and I love you. Thank oh, you man. for the tour of LA. 
<laughs> Dude, I wish I was like more prepared. I could have like shown you like we could have really done it right if I just like flipped my camera on and started doing it on the way. I could have just done it riding around my whole the whole time, but whatever. Oh, uh, we could do a video one later. But okay, yeah. so we're gonna leave with moment of fear, target for killing. Tell oh, us yeah. about this song. Uh that's this is like the version that's not on like the um EP. It's that's the one. It's the one that was supposed to be on the EP, and at the last minute, okay, what happened is like them sent the wrong one, and I'll have the two, and like I don't know if it's like a power play by label, marker Jack. The one me and Dense didn't want ended up on like the B side, and we're just fuck. And that's just like fuck it. We'll just like I'll just put it on YouTube. So I have that version in my hard drive. Uh, the what was originally supposed to be like on the B side, and yeah, that's it. Fuck. Well, it, it's it's really good. And Tony, once again, thank you, and I will see you soon. All right, cheers, Vangus. 